The Open Window by Saki, performed by Stephen Taylor. My aunt will be down presently, Mr. Nuttall, said a very self-possessed young lady of 15. Until then, I'm afraid that you shall have to try and put up with me. <laughs> Frampton Nuttall endeavoured to say the polite something that should duly flatter the niece of the moment without unduly discounting the aunt that was to come. Privately, more than ever, he wondered whether this succession of visits on total strangers was doing much to help the nerve cure he was supposed to be undergoing. <laughs> oh, I know how it will be his sister had said, when he was preparing to emigrate to his rural retreat. <laughs> oh, you shall bury yourself down there and not speak to a living soul, and your nerves will be all the worse for the moping. I shall just write you out letters of introduction to all the people I know there. Some of them, as far as I can remember, were quite nice. Frampton wondered whether Mrs. Sappleton the woman to whom he was presenting one of these letters of introduction, whether she fell into the nice division. Do you know many of the people round here? asked the niece, when she had judged that sufficient silent communion had passed between them. Oh, well, uh, hardly a soul, said Frampton. My sister was staying here some uh, four years ago, in the rectory, you know, and, well, she wrote me out letters of introduction to all the people she knows here. Then you know practically nothing about my aunt. Oh, well, uh, only her name and address. <laughs> her great tragedy happened just three years ago. Well, that would be since your sister's time, I would imagine. Uh, tragedy? asked Frampton. Somehow in this restful country setting, tragedy seemed out of place. You may wonder why it is that we keep that window open on an October afternoon, said the niece, indicating a large French window which opened onto the lawn. Oh, well, it is uh, quite warm for the time of year, said Frampton, but has that window anything to do with the tragedy? Out through that window, three years ago to the day, my aunt's husband and brothers went out shooting on the marshes. They never came back. They were all three engulfed in a treacherous piece of bog and their bodies were never found. That is the terrible part of it. Poor dear aunt thinks they will all come back one day and all three come walking in at that window, just as they used to. That is why the window is kept open every evening until it is quite dusk. Poor dear aunt. Oh, she has often told me how they went out. <laughs> they and the little brown spaniel that went with them. Her husband with his white waterproof coat slung over his shoulder and, and her youngest bro brother singing, um, Bertie, why do you bound? <laughs> As he always used to do to tease her because she said it got on her nerves. Do you know... Mr. Nuttall, sometimes on still, quiet evenings like this, I, I almost get the creepy feeling that they will, all three, come walking in 
do hope Vera has been amusing you, said the aunt, as she bustled into the room with a whirl of apologies for being late. <gasps> ah, yes, well, she has been uh, most interesting, said Frampton. Oh, uh, letter. <laughs> yes. Well, I, uh, I hope you don't mind the open window. My husband and brothers have been out shooting on the marshes, and they always come in this way. As I said, they've been out for snipe on the marshes, so they make a fine mess of my carpets. <laughs> so like you men folk, isn't it? And she prattled on about the shooting and the scarcity of birds and the prospect for duck in the winter, and to Frampton it was all purely horrible. He tried unsuccessfully to turn the conversation towards a less ghastly topic. It was certainly a tragic coincidence that his visit should coincide with this tragic anniversary. Well, you see, the doctors have ordered me complete rest. Yes, complete rest, and, and nothing in the way of any mental excitement, and absolutely nothing in the way of any violent physical exercise, said Frampton, who laboured under the tolerably widespread delusion that chance acquaintances and total strangers are hungry for the least bit of detail about one's illnesses and ailments, their causes and cures. On the subject of diet, well, on the subject of diet, I am afraid that they are not so much in agreement. No, said Mrs. Sappleton in a voice that only replaced a yawn at the last moment. Then she suddenly brightened into alert attention, but not to what Frampton was saying. Here they are at last, just in time for tea and my. Don't they look as if they were muddy up to the eyes? Frampton shivered slightly and turned to the niece with a look that was supposed to convey sympathetic comprehension. But the child was staring out through the open window, a look of dazed horror on her face. Slowly, Frampton swung round in the same direction and looked out the window. In the gathering twilight, three figures were walking slowly across the lawn. They all carried guns. One was additionally burdened with a white waterproof coat slung over his shoulder. A tired brown spaniel kept close at their heels. Noiselessly, they approached the open window, and then a hoarse voice called from out of the darkness, Bertie, why do you bound? Frampton lunged for his stick and hat. The hall door, the front gate, and the gravel drive were barely noted stages in his headlong retreat. A cyclist coming along the road had to swerve into a hedge to avoid imminent collision. Ah, here we are at last, my dear, said the bearer of the white waterproof coat. Yes, uh, fairly muddy, but... Uh, ah, sit, Fido, sit. Good boy. Yes, as I was saying, my dear, fairly muddy, but most of it's dry. I say, who was that who dashed out of here as we came up? A most extraordinary man, a, a Mr. Nuttall, could only speak of his illnesses, and then he dashed out of here without a word of apology or goodbye when he saw you coming across the lawn. <laughs> One would think he'd seen a ghost. <laughs> I expect it was the Spaniel, said the niece calmly. Oh, well, he told me he had an absolute uh, horror of dogs. <laughs> 
He told me that he was once chased along the banks of the Ganges by a pack of pariah hounds into a cemetery and had to spend the night in a newly dug grave with the creatures snarling and gnashing just above him. Well, certainly enough to make anybody lose their nerve. <laughs> The Open Window was written by Saki, performed by Stefan Taylor. This has been a production of The X-Gene.